Welcome to episode 43 of the official Average Boy Podcast. I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, and today we're talking about my favorite subject. And I'm Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Average Boy, and I didn't know we were going to talk about me. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, I know you're joking, Bob, but we kind of are talking about you today. Today's topic is apologetics, and that's something I know you're good at. Oh, absolutely. I love apologetics. I I think it's so important to know how to say I'm sorry when we mess up. I remember this one time, Billy. Bob, uh, I'm sure the adventure you're about to share would be fun for us all to hear, but that's not what apologetics is. Uh, Apologetics comes from the Greek word apologia, which means to have a well-reasoned defense based on evidence. So apologetics is actually thought-out arguments and justification of something, typically a a theory or religious doctrine. Oh, hey, my doctor is religious. He actually goes to our church. He was the one Uh, that walked into— I'm going to stop you right there again, Bob. Uh, I said religious doctrine, uh, not religious doctor, although we could use more of those in our country. Doctrine is just a big word that means the beliefs that are held by the church. So apologetics is all about defending your faith in Jesus, which is one of my favorite topics and something you're pretty good at doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to reintroduce myself, if that's okay. Okay. I'm Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Average Boy, a.k.a. Defender of Dios Designs and Doctrines. Wow, you came up with that really fast. And Dios means God in Spanish, so that works out great with our topic. It's not my first rodeo. Yeehaw! I know it's not. You know, we've done over 40 of these podcasts so far, so I think we're both getting you know, pretty good at this. No, Jesse, I was, I was starting a story about a rodeo. I'd been to a few before, but a couple of years ago, I went to my first real, legit rodeo. Oh, okay. I'll go along with this since uh, you seem to be in a storytelling mood. Uh, What kind of rodeos had you been to before that? I don't know the technical term for them, but my dad called them discount rodeos. They were for kids, so everything was modified. For instance, they had bull riding, but the bulls were sheep who, I I guess, really wanted to be bulls. Kids would hug them and ride around in the arena on them, trying not to fall off. Oh, so did any kid get bucked off? I'm not ready to talk about that. But that sheep really could shake, and it's hard to hold. You know what? Anyway, I want to talk about the real grown-up rodeo I went to. It was for a school field trip. Lots of schools were there. This sounds educational. So the floor is all yours to tell your story. Uh, Actually, I think the floor belongs to Focus on the Family, but, but they let me use it. Anyway, on with my story. It wasn't my first rodeo, but it was my favorite one. Our school was on a field trip, and we arrived early at the rodeo so we could pet the horses and meet real cowboys. Oh, did you see a cowboy Santa? A cowboy Santa? You know, a a jolly rancher. Okay. No, I'm not so jolly. When I started the story, I didn't think you'd have any Jesse jokes about cowboys or rodeos. Well, I didn't want my fans to have to wait too long for one of my famous jokes. And actually, that wasn't one of my jokes. That joke came from Jack M., who's a fan of the podcast. Thanks, Jack. You know, we love hearing from our listeners. Uh, But, you know, back to your story. Uh, But I do have to know before you go on, did you have any dinosaurs at the rodeo? Why would I see a... Oh, no. 
Not another joke. Uh, you know, dinosaurs love rodeos, especially the Bronchosaurus. <laughs> Bronco. Uh, get it? They really buck. Uh. I'll give you a dollar if you'll stop telling jokes. I'll take it. I could use a mounds bar. Oh, speaking of mounds, this massive mound of a kid walked up to me at the rodeo. He was from a different school, so I didn't recognize him. He was so huge that at first I thought he was one of the cowboys. But when he talked to me, I could tell he was a kid. Uh, what did he say? He said, so I guess you're a Christian. Oh, wow. This story just got interesting. Um, But what would make him say that? You know, I knew this story would be interesting because, you know, I'm telling it. Anyway, I asked him the same thing. Actually, I first told him, yes, I am a Christian, just because I like to say that to people. But then I asked him how he knew, and he said that he and his friends saw me pray before we were all eating lunch. Oh, that's so great. You know, bringing your Bible to school or praying at lunch, you know, those are great ways that you can show your faith in God to others. I agree, but honestly, I was praying because my tuna fish sandwich did not smell good at all. I was asking God to protect my stomach. But now I saw it as an opportunity to talk to somebody about Jesus. I thought it was cool that God was using me and a stinky sandwich to hopefully spread his word. Yeah, you know, uh, I guess God can use anything for his glory, even a tuna fish sandwich. Oh, uh, you know, Jesus used fish and bread to show his power in this world when he fed more than 5,000 people who came to hear him speak. I love that story, but I'm glad Jesus didn't multiply my tuna fish. God knows our limits. Uh, so, tell us what happened. Well, I thought maybe he was a Christian, too, and maybe we could be friends. You know, Jesse, it never hurts to have a big friend. However, what he said next hurt more than getting thrown off a sheep. Uh, not that that's happened before. You know, sheep can be tricky. I hear they're always trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. Get it? Wool. Oh, sheep have wool. And uh, pulling it over people's eyes. That, well, that's a saying that... Uh, you know, Jesse, if you have to explain a joke, that means it's not funny. But I wish I had something to pull over my ears right now. But enough about sheep. Let's get back to the story. <laughs> so this kid says to me, you know all that Jesus stuff is fake, right? There's no God. He said it all tough like that. Ouch. Wow. Um, well, since he was so big, did that make you nervous? Actually, it didn't at all. It got me excited. I had a real live non-believer right in front of me. So I saw it as an opportunity. So I pointed to a horse drinking some water out of a trough, and I asked the kid, I was like, who made the horse? And he looked at me, and he goes, it just happened. There was a big bang that created everything over billions of years. Well, I shouldn't have laughed at his comment, but I did, and that sort of made him mad. Uh-oh. Yeah, you, you don't want to make a big kid mad. Yeah, actually, at first I felt safe because as soon as I started talking, the kid backed away from me a bit. I honestly think God was using that stinky tuna fish sandwich to protect me. However, he did take a step closer to me when I laughed. He told me in a very loud voice that there was no proof of God. I love when people say that. So I asked him, who made the water on the planet that we need to live? I asked him who made the grass that animals eat to survive or the perfect amount of oxygen for us to breathe. I asked him if he really believed that it all just randomly happened with some big explosion where everything perfectly lined up so, so we could be standing here right now talking to each other with our hearts beating the perfect amount of times to keep us alive, surrounded by everything we need and more. Wow, that's really cool. So what did he say to that? Absolutely nothing. He just stared at me. 
I think when he first walked over, he thought I'd just back down. But part of defending your faith is being ready for it at all times. That's why reading the Bible is so important. You have to know the truth if you're going to talk about the truth. I agree. You can't live out Jesus' words if you don't know what Jesus said. Exactly. But the kids started to walk away, so I shouted, Hang on, seriously, I really want to know what you think. And then I asked him to tell me what he believed. Oh, yeah. That's a really good tactic. You know, people sometimes get so caught up trying to tell their side of an argument that they forget to stop and listen. Listening is a big part of a discussion. So is asking questions. You know, Jesus asked a lot of great questions and made people think about their beliefs. So if we just talk at people about our faith, that's not a discussion. That's a speech. I think that was a good example of a speech right there, Jesse. And you're totally right. See, I listened. Anyway, the kid turned around and said he didn't really know how everything was created, so I asked him if it was possible that there was a God who created everything, and this made him really think. You know, he was very tall, but I could see his forehead way up there start to crinkle up like he was thinking about stuff, so I asked him if he ever read the Bible, and he said no because he thought it was all just made-up stories. Oh, you know, that reminds me. I didn't think I'd like mashed potatoes with cheese on them because it kind of looked strange to me. And I didn't eat them for years. But then one day I tried them, and you know what? They're great. And I think this applies to a lot of people. They make up their minds without even looking at or trying something. Okay, that's a great point. Well, I think it is. You know, listeners of our podcast know that I'm not great at growing potatoes or cheese, so I haven't tried that combination, but I I get what you're saying, Jesse. Normally, cheesy examples aren't great, but you've made a good one here. So, uh, did you tell him that he has to read the Bible? I did not. Well, not yet. I, I told him to start looking around at all the amazing things in this world and just ask himself how they really came to be. So many animals and parts of the human body couldn't have slowly just evolved over time. They had to be created perfectly from the start. So I just ask him to consider the possibility that this world is too perfect to have just happened. I felt like I had him thinking in a different way, so I wanted to run with that. I know that you don't like to run, uh, but I'm glad you did run with this situation. (laughs) You're totally right. I told him I believe there's a God that created everything. I I told him I believe God sent his son, Jesus, to give his life for us so that we could experience forgiveness and peace and purpose. I told him to look at all the historical evidence that Jesus lived, died, and rose from the dead. And I told him that God has a plan for all of us, even him. Then I asked him to just try praying to God and just see what happens. I told him God wanted a relationship with him, even if he didn't believe that God created him. This really caught the kid's attention. He, w- he was really listening, and, and then he said something so great. Oh, what did he say? He said he had to go back to his class. Oh, um, why was that a great thing to say? Because he was actually thinking about everything. You know, he came over to make fun of me, but now he was going back to his class rethinking everything. I I felt like I defended my faith, and now he was having to defend his. I also felt like if he'd try praying to God, that that would kickstart everything. You know, because it's the Holy Spirit that softens people's hearts and opens them up to God's truth. Good point. You know, I'm glad you had the courage to talk to him calmly and that you were ready to defend your faith like that. I know. I was pretty excited. Later that day, I ran into him again, and that's when I told him he should read the Bible. Even if he wasn't convinced yet that God had created him, I may have also mentioned my devotional books to him. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Well, I guess there's nothing wrong with a little self-promotion in the midst of it all. In fact, we normally mention your books at the end of each podcast. We do, and I did it just now because I think we're there. 
But before we end, I'd like to say to our listeners that you don't have to know the answer to every single question you get about God. I mean, we'll never know all that. But reading your Bible and always looking for how God shows up in your life can really help you being um, uh, apologetically. What, what was that word, Jesse? An, an apologist. You know, like it says in First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, always be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks you about the hope you have. Be ready to give the answer for it, but do it gently and with respect. And, Bob, you provided a great example of that on today's official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. If you want to learn more facts about your faith, read Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine every month, especially our Truth Pursuer section that highlights amazing archaeological finds that prove the people and places in the Bible are real. Also, cool scientific truths from the Bible, and it teaches about a Christian worldview and lots more. (laughs) I guess you were serious about that self-promotion. Well, as long as you're promoting God stuff. And if you want more stories like Bob's Rodeo Tale, you can read Adventures of Average Boy every month in Clubhouse. Just go to averageboy.org to sign up for a subscription. Also, to read my devotional books, like hopefully that kid I met does, you can buy Devotions for Super Average Kids books 1 and 2 at that website as well. They're filled with advice, biblical wisdom, and big, big laughs. Also, if you're enjoying listening to Season 4 of the podcast, let us know. You can message us at AverageBoy.org by clicking on the Ask Average Boy link, or you can call and leave a message at 1-888-465-6595. Just make sure to get your parents' permission before you call because we may use your comment, question, and your voice on a future podcast, or maybe one of your jokes like we did with Jack M. That's right. Anyway, I'm Bob. And I'm Jesse, telling you, don't be average. Be a apologetic. He's